0: I dyed my hair black again which if you didn't know my hair was actually magenta at the tips which I've never done before but I dyed it black again just because it was looking more brown and I started kind of hating it like I hate hair in general like I only enjoy it when it looks really pretty but most of the time I like wish I was bald again yeah I (laughs) I've always kind of hated it. Even when I was younger, I'd like tell my mom to tie like tight, tight braids. So that like my hair wouldn't bother me at all. And like the first time I really chopped my hair off. Which it used to be like down till my butt. <laughs> but um, like the summer before, <coughs> sorry. The summer before third third grade, I was like... I hate hair, I'm gonna cut it off. And I did do that. I'm proud of me, even though everybody around me was telling me, hey, what the fuck did you just do? Don't do that. Don't cut your hair off. How dare you do that? You had such beautiful hair. But that doesn't matter. I didn't like my hair at all. And I'm so much happier with shorter hair. I felt so much better. And it was just a great time. I'm so glad I did that. Even though everyone around me was like, What the? What did you do? (laughs) Like, some people were like straight up, like, sad. Like, they were being so dramatic. Like, they were like, Oh my god, I'm depressed that you cut your hair off, your beautiful locks. (laughs) I was like, Damn, seriously? People give this much fucks about hair? Like, come on. That much. Like, okay, it's whatever but hi pretty people i didn't even say hi oh my god i just started speaking i'm so like energetic right now but hi pretty people that's officially what i say now hi pretty people (laughs) hello welcome back to the lonely julian podcast um hi if you're coming back and hi if you're here for the first time because it's a very new podcast and i'm hoping more newer listeners listen to this so hi i hope you're having a good day whatever time it is whatever um what was i gonna say whatever whatever time of the day it is i hope you are having a good day um today i wanted to talk about a few things as i usually do i never only discuss one thing i want to talk about fomo The fear of missing out which is very very prevalent lately because of social media which I also wanted to discuss social media but FOMO the fear of missing out I've had FOMO in like really weird ways and I didn't even realize it was FOMO the most like common like like FOMO that people get is of course like social media missing out on like memes and shit you know like um that if you don't know there's this like really popular meme it was like what was it uh, about um it was i never seen two pretty best friends and it was so popular and like sing, like the people who didn't know it i was like how don't you know this it's like blowing up and, like, I would definitely feel like I missed out if I wasn't there for when it blew up. And, you know, like, for other things that I missed out on, I, like, always feel like, in the future, when I'm older, people will be quoting this forever. And they'll be like, oh my god, remember that meme that was super popular that you missed out on? And you're, you're dumb, you're stupid, how dare you know, know this meme? Like... <laughs> So I know it's very, very irrational for me to think that people are going to be quoting a meme forever. But actually, it's not even that irrational because people quote wines to this day. You know, like wine shut down like a few years ago, I think in 2016. I'm not sure. I was not even there for when wine was really popular. I was only like 9, 10 at that time, so I didn't even know wine was a thing but people quote wine to this day like they'll quote so many vines and um you know it's good that so many people like re-uploaded their vines onto youtube so that like i could see them so i could know what people are talking about but still sometimes i'm clueless but then i'm like oh i'll just i'll just blame it on the fact that i was not born then and then i'll just be like oh you old people like get fuck off like old wine people shut the fuck up we are Gen Z, that's what I'll blame it on. Um, but yeah, I have like a big fear of missing out, especially on the internet. It's where it stems from, actually. Obviously, all bad things apparently stem off from the internet, which uh, is not a lie. It's true. A lot of bad things stem from it, but good things stem from it too. Um, oh, I had this really weird FOMO thing. Um, so we all know that social, like uh, mental health, has been talked about a lot more on social media, which is a great, great thing. And people make jokes about it to cope. I understand, and I'm really happy that like mental health is being talked about more. We need to keep talking about it. We need to keep talking about it. This is a good thing, but. (laughs) As more and more people are getting um, diagnosed with depression, anxiety, ADHD, a lot of different things, um, people who are actually mentally um, healthy feel like they miss out, especially in, like, Gen Z. Like, I understand, like, older generations... I'm talking like I'm like (laughs) talking like older generations are like from the 1950s now but like a little bit older generations you know like maybe they don't have the same thing of like not feeling like you're mentally ill enough to be part of the generation but since Gen Z is like called like the mentally ill generation where everyone has a mental illness and everyone has depression and everyone has anxiety, and we glorify depression and anxiety. And, like, you know, it's just assumed that, you know, most people on the internet have depression and anxiety. I need to stop saying, you know, I say that a lot. Sorry, but. <laughs> and, you know, see, I said it again. I said it again. <laughs> So, I was um, feeling better, which I don't usually feel better, but I was feeling a lot better mentally. I felt like things were working out again and things were going well. Like, I wasn't happy, happy, super happy, but like, I was okay. And I was like, oh, this is good. This is new. I feel so much better. And I started thinking about a future where I didn't have mental illnesses. And I started thinking about, huh, wait, how would I relate to literally anyone in my generation? Because most of my personality and most of the way that Gen Z relates to each other is through jokes about depression, anxiety, suicide, being suicidal. And I was like, what the... frick and i started getting anxious this is so dumb i was thinking about this earlier also like this is so dumb like i'm getting anxious over the fact that i'm happy and that i may not be able to relate to my generation because i'm like mentally healthy that's stupid that's literally stupid but it's a thing that was happening to me i was anxious and i was like what if i never feel depressed again like that's not happening like let's think rationally like it's not Like, very rational to think that I'm never going to be depressed or anxious again. But I was like, what if I don't? Like, the what if. I was like, how am I going to relate? How am I going to realize And I had to keep telling myself that this is just a happy patch. And that I was going to be depressed again. And as soon as I had that thought, I was like, what is happening right now? What is happening right now? What has social media got me thinking? What has our generation come to that I now feel like... I need to be depressed to be part of the gang, you know, like, again, I said, you know, we'll work through it. We will see progress. At some point, I will stop saying that phrase. But for now, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to. (laughs) But yes, that is so dumb and I know that other teens are also facing this because I've that other teens are facing this and that's where I first was like oh my god like I'm not the only one dealing with this it was so weird to think about and still so dumb and weird to think about that I feel like I need to be depressed and anxious and stuff to be relatable it's so so dumb um I was uh so i started like looking into like social media stuff more and just like looking at social media and his how it's addictive and all the bad things that come out of it and months ago my friend forced me basically i'm glad she forced me but she forced me to watch this documentary on um netflix this like social media documentary and it was talking about like how like social media is addictive it's like affecting your memory affecting your sleep it's affecting your mental health and your overall well-beingness and it just sucks and it's terrible and i was like oh my god yes you're right i never really looked that hard at it like i knew there were some toxic things about it but i never realized that like hustle culture and toxic positivity and like beauty standards i knew but beauty standards and younger and younger kids being able to have like unsupervised internet like i'll tell you super honestly i had completely unsupervised internet when i was like nine or ten and let's just say i went on to sketchy websites that i shouldn't have been on and i got stuff revealed to me so early and i felt so stupid weird and guilty about it and that guilt went on for like years but i know that other things can stem from it like addiction and a bunch of other crap like i was like wow the internet is terrible and in that documentary there was this one girl who didn't have social media and i was like wow whoa!" like she was an actor but it's just a skid but best girl she didn't have social media and she seemed to be so much happier and healthier and so at that time it was like months ago i was like thinking i'm gonna delete social media i'm gonna do it it's it's gonna make my life better like i'm gonna be a happier healthier person and like but the more i started considering it the more i realized you cannot live without social media in this generation you cannot like obviously you can spend only a few hours or an hour a day on it and like you know make it a lot healthier for yourself instead of being addicted to it Um, but to say that you are completely gonna go off the internet and delete social media and you're only gonna use the internet for like i don't know google and wikipedia and whatnot is impossible you cannot your livelihood depends on it so many people's entire job is like instagram and youtube and stuff like that and that's good like well i don't know much about instagram but um, youtube is good like uh, you get to artistically uh, express yourself and it's just a great platform like i've had a blast on the internet and on youtube specifically And it's just been great for me in that way. Like, I loved YouTube, even though it was addicting and stuff like that. In my most, like, depressed times, like, YouTube has saved me a lot. And, like, as I was thinking about, like, deleting social media and stuff, um, more and more, I was like, I can't because so much of my life is on here. I can't. Like, I have online friends. I have an entire community. Like, the idea of deleting social media would be, like... I wouldn't have friends who are like me and stuff like that. And so I uh, watched this video by Alex Myers who talked about the documentary and he gave his side of it. And um, yeah, he was right. He was talking about how, like, all the people in that documentary were all white, able bodied, cisgendered, straight people. They come from a place of immense, immense, immense privilege. So, maybe they can even delete social media. Um, They may not be able to still because, you know, work stuff, promotional stuff, other things, Gmail, all that. Like, you need social media even if you are super privileged. But for the ones who are not, the LGBTQ plus community, the disabled community, like, so many people find their lives on the internet. They find themselves on the internet. Like, so many LGBTQ plus teenagers, like, on the verge of literally ending their lives um, find solace through the internet. They find their communities. They learn so much. They realize that this stuff is not bad and they research and they become so much smarter like i wouldn't be the same person i am today if i didn't have the internet i'd probably be dumb but let's just say first i'd probably be pretty stupid um because i would have a lot of internalized misogyny i'd probably think that men in skirts are bad or i would just not be okay with the idea in general i'd probably never Think about like racial bias that I had ever in my life. I would never rethink anything. Well, okay, I'd rethink some stuff, but like I've learned so much through the internet, and I'm sure I wouldn't be the same smart person that I believe I am. Like, sort of smart. A wheel like eh, smart ish, but. <laughs> I wouldn't be the same person if the internet never pushed me to question these things and if creators didn't make these videos with so much research behind them and questioning things and, like, stuff like that. Like, of course, if you didn't have the internet, you still question things, but I believe that I'm a lot smarter. Like, things I never questioned in my life or looked at again, I was like, wow, I was so stupid to think that. I was so stupid to think when I was, like, in fourth grade to think that liking pink is dumb because it's not and you're allowed to like things and be feminine because feminine things are not bad but when i was younger i was like like in fourth grade i was like damn pink sucks being feminine sucks just femininity in general sucks and if you want to be a smart person you need to be masculine but that's complete bullshit and i believed that for so long but i watched this video about like femininity and how it's not stupid and the bimbo trope and stuff like that i was like wow how stupid was i and how much did like i stopped myself from right liking things that i like like i was for so long i was like i don't like pink it sucks any girl who likes pink is that's what i thought like there was this girl in my class who liked pink she was the only girl in our class who liked pink because we were all lilf fourth grade dumbasses who thought um internalized misogyny is so cool (laughs) um and so she was the one openly feminine girl who liked pink and she was really cutesy and stuff like that and we always like thought of her like i at least thought of her as like frail And I thought of her as, like, kinda... I didn't think she was stupid. Like, I still respected her, like, a lot. But I still was like, oh, she likes pink. She's, like, one of those girls. You know, like, I had bias. And I stereotyped her based on, like, the color she liked. (laughs) So I do believe that social media has helped me in a lot of ways. So I was, like damn so now Alex Myers made a great point that these people have so much privilege that they can even think about deleting social media um but at the same time like social media sucks like what do I do like what am I gonna do am I just gonna live the rest of my life with something that I absolutely need basically to exist in today's society but it also harms me so terribly or am i just gonna not i'm just gonna like leave something that i've loved for so many years and like leave my dream of being like a somewhat of a content creator and just live that monk in the himalayas vibes like am i gonna live that life what's gonna happen um the answer to it is really just moderation and to see what works for you i know that's so cliche to be like oh just see what works for you kiddos but like yeah see if you can actually hold boundaries for yourself especially with like beauty standards and stuff like um if you can stare up stare at a bunch of like uh, conventionally attractive girls around your age And still look in the mirror and be like, I am a beautiful bitch right there. Not in a derogatory way, but like, I am a beautiful bitch. Like, if that if that's something you can do, good for you. But for a lot of people, that's not how it works. For me, at least, like, I compare myself to. I used to compare myself. I'm in a much better place now, which is an also another podcast episode that I'll be talking about. Just beauty standards in body stuff in general body positivity body neutrality and stuff like that but just find like boundaries for yourself set boundaries set a time limit on your phone i know it's so hard t- i mean i'm uh, sorry not hard i know it's so easy to just click on a few more minutes and then go on social media for hours and hours and hours but just like realize how much of an impact it has on you and there is life outside of social media and even though like all your friends exist there you also have a family and real friends and you should be in the moment and you know love yourself and love your life and appreciate the good things and stuff like that Um, which social media definitely gets in the way of doing those things let me just say from very much a lot of experience um yeah so set boundaries don't spend that much time on the internet um another like quick thing i wanted to talk about was music (laughs) wow we took a quick little like turn like a left turn like wow (laughs) but I want to talk about um music and um I just want to talk about the fact that like FOMO again this is like related to FOMO it's not completely a left turn but I get I feel like I'm missing out because I don't have a favorite band like most teenagers my age like have a favorite band or favorite musician they relate to all their life problems with this person, and you know it just seems so cool to love a band. Like as much as like certain BTS fans are toxic, I do like kind of envy them in the way that they kind of have like a band and a community to love. And uh, BTS is great. I think it's great. I don't really listen to them, not because I don't think I think they're bad or anything. I think they're great. I think they're very attractive people i think their artistry is great i think they dance really well i think their voices are amazing overall great um i think dynamite is a good song i just don't listen to a lot of k-pop i listen to a lot more of j-pop yeah i just like never had a favorite band and i never could relate on that sort of a thing and you know like girls are always told like Oh, you cannot like bands like One Direction because it's cringy because most of One Direction fans are women. That's a complete podcast episode in itself. The way teenage girls are treated and why they're not allowed to have hobbies and crap. But yeah, it's just been so hard to find like a favorite band. Like my favorite YouTuber, Nicole Raffi. Uh, I hope I pronounced her last name right. I've been. Uh, i rechecked a few times to see if that's her name but if it's still wrong i'm so sorry i love her so much i would really hate to pronounce her name wrong but she talked about the strokes and i was like listening to the strokes and i was like nice this is pretty good i'm just gonna say this is my favorite band now even though i listened to like three of their songs and i was like okay that's nice now this is my favorite band just to be just to not miss out on the fav- like, favorite band thing that everybody seems to have. <laughs> fomo is really crazy and I don't really have a cure for it honestly. if I'm being completely honest, I don't have a cure for it. If you have a cure for it, then maybe give me a DM on the ins- on uh, the podcasts Instagram a uh, lonely Julian Pod. If you want to follow you can. If you want to give me some advice, send me a DM. I was gonna say, if you want advice, send me a DM. But I'm not really the best person to give you advice being like a 15 year old. <laughs> um, I'm I'm thinking that most people who are listening to me are also 15 or like around that age. So, but still, I'm not really qualified to give advice. <laughs> uh, oh, I saw this like... I'm not going to make this episode like too much longer so uh, but I saw this like video that was comparing like um m- two music artists like two artists and they were comparing songs basically in that video I'm being very vague but yeah they were comp- comparing like two songs in that video and one song was like this really deep song you know like it has like these amazing deep lyrics that hit you in the feels and the next song that they were saying as like trashy were songs that you know have a good tune to them and are actually popular but they're just really mm, not really having like a not really why did i say it like that not really having like a deep meaning to them just being like fun chill songs And I think that's really unfair to compare music according to how deep it is and be like, you know, if the song isn't deep, it sucks. Because that's so unfair. That's completely unfair. Like, not every song has to remind you of your childhood trauma to be a good song. You know, like, it could be a simple song just talking about how your crush didn't text you back. And I would still love it. Like, you could have this song that's, like, hitting you in the feels type of song. But you might think, oh, it's just, like, not catchy. And you might listen to it once and forget about it. And there could be this song that's, like, like vain almost. But it might have a great tune. And you might listen to it a lot, even if you think it's vain. So i don't think it's fair to compare a song according to like how much it makes you cry or how much it like hits you in the feels (laughs) i almost said forget about it that's inappropriate (laughs) but you know it's i don't think it's fair to compare it in that way so yeah i think that's where i should end this episode uh, this is quite a long one. I'm really happy because I want to make my epi- like podcast episodes at least 30 minutes. So I'm really happy that this one turned out like pretty close to my goal. Um, if you like longer episodes, let me know. And if you want shorter episodes, well, uh, I might do it. But I like talking for a long time because I'm self-obsessed and I'm a narcissist. So <laughs> uh, thank you for listening for this long if you made it till here. Uh, made it out till here um and i will see y'all in next in the next episode um bye and i hope you have a great day (laughs) i'm sorry